Hey everybody and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they are blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help show you that it doesn't have to be that way. I'll share with you the process that I used for starting my company, and you too can be on your way to starting your very own service-based company. We will work through some common issues that are preventing you from starting your company and fulfilling your own true potential. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want the show to grow the same way. It takes two things for that to happen. We have to put out great content and you have to help share our valuable message. So as you encounter people that are, are considering starting their own company, please do us a favor and shoot them a link to our show. Or if you see these people on social media, please drop a link to the show in the comments of their question on social media. Um, I am Mitch Schmedley, the host of the show, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Oh, nothing. You know, I've made it to, what episode is this, eight? This is episode eight. One episode at a time. You haven't Just, been fired yet. Yeah, Marcus has been taking really good care of me. How's yeah. it going, y'all? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great. So we, so we got keeps... Marcus back there behind the camera. Yeah. And, and for those of you who aren't <laughs> listening on or watching on YouTube, Marcus is behind the microphone. Is he? So... Behind the scenes. Half the times he's asleep. Sometimes, you know. He's back there on Facebook. He's back there texting his old lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. But he's, I, I mean, he's actually working. So yep. that's okay. Yep. I try. But he no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, Mitch. Yeah. I'm doing great. Good. We have, good. Good deal. We've started to compile some serious episodes here. And yep. I feel like every time we do one, it's just a little better than the first. Yeah. So I want to, uh, you know, we're going to get into uh, wake up, do the work, repeat. In this one. On this episode. Ep which is episode eight. But yep. I, I want to go through, you know, what we've, we've done so far. Yep. So, you know, episode one was more of <clears throat> the why, the vision, the the reason you're starting your company. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got into the, uh, <clears throat> the actual preparation adversities. So number one was personal finance prep, and that was episode two. Yep. Um, preparation adversity number two was business finance prep. That's episode three. Um, preparation adversity number three systems prep and that is episode four five and six yep because there was so much shit to go through it's a lot you know what though but it it's was, important it it was important and i don't you know i've gotten we've gone far enough now that i've been able to go back and and watch those and you know they actually go really smooth mm -hmm. and the the amount of information that's <clears throat> Easily, easily obtained in those is is better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, episode four, five, and six is like three hours, but that's three hours of solid content. That by the time you put in the work of doing all of that, yeah, there's a you are almost guaranteed success. <clears throat> Man, there is a lot of good stuff in there, and yeah. those, and and we haven't opened up to Q and A yet. But when we do, we're gonna a lot of those questions are going to be you know from that on and, that, and, and we've talked about. You know, maybe given some free consultation, and we've kind of kicked yeah. those back, those ideas back and forth about on the website what we're going to do. And 
I think those were good ideas you've had that we've talked about off. Mm-hmm. I, I say off air. You know, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're not live, but right. Um, and 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 we're gonna give people opportunities for that. But like I said, this is, um, we just did the first episode of Beginning Adversities, which mm-hmm. is number four, con- community involvement work, and that was episode seven, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good stuff in that. Some solid stuff in that one. But today we're going to do uh, Beginning Adversity, step five, mm-hmm. wake up, do work, repeat, and then after this we're going to have one more of the core episodes left, and that's going to be Beginning Adversity number six, uh, or number three, but number six is evaluate performance, make adjustments, and improve. Yep. And then yeah, it's just the, do it's just the six two. overall step. It's the third beginning adversity, yes. and it's in the ninth episode. That's why I have to say all that so <laughs> yeah. that you straighten everybody out because yep. it's just so much stuff. Yep. But, you know, and, and after that, you know, if you come in on episode 200, all you need to go do is go back and listen to those first nine and then come back to 200. Yeah. You, I mean, you can listen to the other ones. Yeah. But it's not that big a deal. But but these first nine episodes are really important. Yeah. So basically, uh, to remind people, the layout of the show, we've got these nine episodes <laughs> that cover these six core adversities that you need to overcome if you want to be successful. And then once we get beyond these nine episodes the whole remainder of the show is real-life application of those in a case-by-case environment. And we're going to handle that in two ways. One is going to be like question-and-answer type stuff where people will be able to email in questions, and we're going to help use those nine core adversities to answer your questions. And another is we're going to bring on guests of the show, and these guests are going to be newer into business, and they're going to be discussing areas where those core adversities helped them and area, cause keep in mind, nobody really knew these core adversities until we came up with them. And so they're going to be discussing like areas where they struggled starting in business, where they could have benefited from these core adversities. Yeah. And then areas where they did really well that ironically will tie back to these core adversities so we can show the importance it, of them. The diversity of the guests is going to really tie a lot of this together. Yes. And, yeah. and, you know, we've had a lot of discussions uh, Mitch is service-based. I'm service-based. And we've tried to kind of, you know, drag other things into it. We're going to have some ladies on this show mm-hmm. as guests that are going to have a whole nother experience yeah. than what we had. A lot of what they had to go through is in what we've talked about. And a lot of it, it's going to be different. Yeah. And those are going to be very valuable insight yeah. as we move forward and not only is it going to be entertaining to hear what they have to say, but it's going to be extremely educational. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the questions and the guests Yeah. after we get past these next couple of episodes. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're actively seeking out newer self-employed people that do things that we have never done before. And so um, you know, maybe window tinting, maybe haircutting, maybe gym ownership, maybe restaurant ownership. There's, there's, there's endless possibilities, oh, but, yeah. but all of these people will have unique challenges and it doesn't mean like, let's just take, they're um, not wrong. What right. they did isn't wrong. No, no, no. It's Th- just, they're, they're it's, successfully in business right now. Yeah, so they've overcome them in yeah, some way. They're so. going to be guests that just have different stories. Yeah. And, and, and when we get, what's going to be really cool, I think is, so when we have guests on and we're open to questions and people ask those, Hey, I saw that you had Jennifer on. I'm just picking a name. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, could you get a que- I, I have a business that's the same. I have this question. I will see. I I will seek out that answer for you. Let, yeah. You know, I'll contact her and say, yeah, we hey, might, we might reach hey, out to Jennifer and say, Hey, how do you solve this? Yeah. What do you, we had a question. What do you think? Yeah. You know, and if she gives us an answer, we're going to give, we're going to put it right out here and say, yeah. Hey, this is what she said. Yeah. Again, the whole basis for this show is to help you cross that void from employee to self-employment and to, to make your path a little bit more known. We can't do the work <clears> for you. You have to do all the work, but we can eliminate some of the guesswork and a lot of the guesswork. And so, uh, that's the objective of the show. And th- and this process works for almost any service-based business out there. So, um, yeah, I didn't mean to get off tangent. No, there, you're fine. You're totally fine. Let's, uh, let's move forward. So, um, today's episode is on the second beginning step. And again, to remind you, the beginning steps are what are doing, what we're doing after we've started our business. Um, you can prepare for them beforehand, but, but these are, these are done after you start. Um, and today's step is wake up, do work, and repeat. Now, the modern-day lingo for this would be hustle and grind. But I can't you bring that stand back those. <laughs> yes, I'm going to bring it up because they're the most overused words ever, and they're so watered down in their importance. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I When I started as a plumber, I was always known for like running to the truck and then running back to the job and running to the supply trailer and running back to the job. And people would they'd look at me weird. And, and I, I used to, quote unquote, hustle everywhere, right? Well, when I started in plumbing 20 years ago- You had to hustle. Hustle meant something <laughs> different. Yeah. Hustle it, meant hustle meant speed with ex like expeditious movement. Right? Hustle meant more like it does to in sports now. Yeah, like you hustled and ran harder than the next guy. Right, you right. know what I mean. And and I was grown up under the idea that what you lacked in knowledge, you made up for in hustle or effort. So yeah, if I didn't know what I was supposed to be getting from the trailer, I would at least make that trip as quick as possible. If I you didn't put the effort in, yeah, to to shave as much time as you could. And unfortunately now hustle means something completely different. And half the time I hear people talk about hustle, I think they're scamming people. Well, it's because kids are now they think hustle is regular work. Right. You know, no, right. No, you have no freaking idea. Right. So that's why we specifically did not use those words in titling this episode. Yeah. We talked the basic fundamentals (laughs) is waking up, doing the work and repeating that day in and day out. Yeah. So you've you've done all the prep steps, you've solved your community uh, your community involvement piece, right? You've identified what you're going to do there. Your company basically at this point your company is off the ground. Yep. You're starting, you're involved in the community and you're really starting to gra- to gain traction uh, with service calls, with work coming in and you have to dedicate yourself to getting into a routine and doing that work every day. Yeah. So so now the real work begins. Yeah. And and it sounds silly because you've put in a lot of work up till now, but now the actual physical work begins. Now you have to do the task over and over and over. So it's time to put all the preparation and good public relations work to use. Um, this is the part you've been waiting for, right? This this is literally the part you've been dreaming you've of been for so long. You've been working to get to the work. Right. Now you get to make customers happy. It's the part where you get to make your community better. It's the part where you're starting to make money. So 
you'll soon find that the excitement of those first few weeks will provide you with enough energy to carry through, and it should. Um, it's very exciting to get started in your business, and, and it's very exciting to actually get moving. But let me be the, and, and, and I'll be the first to congratulate you on that. I mean, seriously, congratulations. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to when people start sending stuff in that says, hey, thank you. I, yeah, I used your method and now I'm off hey, on my I'm own, off right? Your, hey, man. That's going to be really cool. You've done a lot of work to get here. Right. Like for us, it's eight episodes of talking. For you, it's been six months of work. Right. Good job, man. Right. Thank you. Right. Good job. Nice. So to I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a great line from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. Of course you are. Um if you've made it this far, you'll travel a little more. <laughs> a lot more, actually. Um making it here is definitely a milestone. However, your journey is just now officially beginning. Yeah. It's time to start doing the thing multiple times a day, six to seven days a week for the next six months. No coasting, no days off, no slowing down. Remember that life isn't designed to give you what you want or what you need. Life is designed to give you what you deserve. And so putting in the time and effort day in and day out allows the platform for you to deserve success. Taking care of your community allows you to deserve success. You don't deserve success if you're new into self-employment and you're already only working three days a week. You don't deserve success if you're only working half days. And and Mitch isn't saying that you have to work seven days of 12 no. hours days. No. Of 12 hour days, sorry. Um, you know, he's saying... Um, you got to put in the work when the work's gotta, there to take. Yeah, you got to make hay when the sun shines. You got to you got to work those 40 hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't don't think you're going to work 20. Right. You've already done the hard freaking part. Yeah. Now all you have to do is this stuff that you know how to do. Yeah. And and for a lot of guys it's easy cuz the, they will realize, "Oh man, I'm here. I've done all this stuff I didn't know how to do. I've overcome so much." And now I'm to the point where I'm doing what I already knew how to do. Right. So get out there and do it. Yeah. And and I'll be the first to tell you, it's not easy. I mean, I recently just did all this. Of course it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to wake up every day and put forth that effort. It's not easy to wake up on the Saturdays where you're used to being off and, and put forth that effort. It can be exhausting. However, one of the key pieces of, of this whole show is on a service-related business, you should be able to pay off all of your startup costs within the first six months. And that should be your goal. And and that's why this step is in there for six months. So the goal of this step is that at the end of the six-month period, you're staring at a debt-free business with a bank account that is growing in value every month. So you need to push through the struggles and wake up, do the work, and repeat that and, and every don't, day. And don't waste the work that you've already put in right. by not continuing on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have done, if you have done what we said to do and what we've talked about and you've put in you know, six months of, I took care of my own personal finances. I have my business plan in place. I had the money to do it. I didn't have to borrow the money, you know, and I, I, I got my LLC out there 
and I've done all this work to do it. Don't let yourself down. Right. You have done the work. So just just keep on going, man. Yeah. You are the the crest is here and you're right here at this point if you followed our steps and you are I mean, you're ready to do something special. Don't give up. Right. The as newer businesses, you're not going to like open your doors and immediately have a full schedule. No. And so I, doing, unless you're just, you could be fortunate. I most mean, things could happen. if you do, congratulations, that's amazing. Yes. So most people won't. And, and those days of less than full schedules is going to vary depending on how well you interact with your community. And, and all don't that be stuff. discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't right? be discouraged. So you're still doing the right thing. When I started ours, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to have a full schedule. And so what I came up with was, again, this is on the, the you know, wake up, do work, repeat mantra, is I wanted to be doing plumbing work every day. That was our business. But if I didn't have calls to do plumbing work every day, I sure as heck wasn't going to be sitting at home flipping through TV channels like hoping for the phone to ring. So I made a commitment to myself that I would work six days a week for the first two months. Okay. Now this isn't a notable commitment. Six days a week, two months. It's not like, no, it's not like I'm killing myself world, man. But, but these days were going to be full days. These days were, I was going to be away from the house, not, not in my home from eight to five. And I was going to be either running calls or doing things to generate work. I was going to either be doing work or hunting work. Yeah. And those two things alone. Can I give you an example? So when I I did the same thing when I started. So if I didn't have calls, what I did was I went to a lot of local small um, restaurants Mm -hmm. or bars or really small grocery stores for refrigeration work at, at, you know, my time. And I, you know, I just went in there and said, is the manager here? Mm -hmm. You know, who's in charge? And, and I didn't, I wasn't pushy. I just went in there and said, Hey, I'm, you know, started doing refrigeration work in your area. Yep. Here's my business card. If you're, I I said, I'm not looking to take your guys work, but if something, if he falls through or you can't get a hold of him, I'd be happy to to have your business. Yep. And it it took literally 15 minutes. Yep. And it's amazing how many businesses you can go to when you have an extra two or three hours a day. Right. If you've got two hours, it doesn't have to be a lot of stuff. Right. You know, you may have to go to 15 to get two calls, but those two calls, you know, they could turn into into 15 calls. Right. So my, my thing, same, same idea. Um, yeah, I would either run calls, but if I didn't have calls to run, I had made up some like little door hangers that I would hang on people's doors. Love door hangers. And so I would walk neighborhoods and hang door hangers myself. Um, are you talking about just around like in your in, in the core service just... area that I was that I was trying to target? And the door hangers, you know, they had some great offers to help you know entice coupons to well, call. You're us. trying to bolster business. At yeah, this yeah, point. yeah. Um, every time I parked my work van, I would park in like the most obvious and viewable spot ever. So even like so, we'd go to like Walmart for something. And I didn't park up by the door. I'd park out in the outlot where like the travel lanes are. Where everyone was driving by. Yeah. If if we would go out to eat, I wouldn't park up close to the restaurant. I would park out by the main road and back the truck out there so everybody can see yeah, it. Everyone's like, thinking, why didn't you take your personal? Why? Why? Yeah. Right? I'm, it's, I'm it's trying to get some advertisements. And, this is, so. and we talk about this in the episode right before this one, mm-hmm. the community involvement work. This is the same thing. Yeah. You know, take that truck out. Yeah. 
advertise I, when you're out there. I made, I had two sets of business cards um, when I started our business. Now, um, side tangent here. I like when it. you're making I like side tangents, I'm bad about it. I just jump in whenever yeah. the hell I feel like it. When you're making business cards, do not put the fact that you own the company. There's this there's this problem out there where people start a company and it's like they start the whole company just so they can make a business card that that says founder or CEO or owner or some brag worthy crap on there. And that's not what you want on a business card. You want your business card to say your name and your like realistic position in the company. So even if you are the owner of the hair salon, just put you want to put your manager. name and lead stylist or lead <clears throat> barber. Like my business cards literally say my first name. The company's named after my last name, right? Yeah. So I don't even have my last name on the business card. It says Mitch and then it says Master Plumber. And that's, that's it. all it says. Now let's let's talk about that for a second. So when I started my company, I put owner on mine. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 Mitch is right. Okay, this is a humble moment for me. It's, you know, and we've talked about that before. You know, I did that and I didn't do it out of pride. I just did it because that's what I thought everyone did. It's, it's what everyone thinks you should do. And and, and and I did it. Now I'm gonna be honest, did it hurt me? I don't know. The, Did it help me? I don't know. The thing is, people behave you know, different around when they think they're around the owner than when they think they're around sometimes, an employee. Sometimes, and and in certain situations, I think it helps you, and in other situations, it hurts you. Yeah. So it's probably better to be if, neutral, like you're I, talking about. In if this I situation. need them to know I'm the owner, I can simply tell them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but when I'm going into customers' homes, I hand them my business card, and it just says my name. And I'm going to say ninety percent of our customers don't know I'm the owner. They probably think it's my dad that owns the company. And, and that's that, you know what? Totally that's, fine. You know, I we, get a lot more candid conversation with them. Yeah. Because they think I'm a real employee rather than the owner. And that's another, you know, we talk about this early and this is a different style of gut check. Yeah. But it's a more of a pride check. Yep. Don't be so prideful that you hurt your business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Don't have your chest out. Yeah. Your chest hey, out is not going to help you. That goes back to the like the whole work truck thing. Too flashy of a work truck thing yeah. is going to turn You're your customers not gonna, Kind of the same thing. And 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 being humble, we've talked about about this fifty times. Being humble and being real and not setting off someone's bullshit meter and 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 doing those things, all that does is help. It makes you genuine. Yeah. It it, it helps. Your customers feel is going to sound stupid closer to you. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's what sales are really about. Yeah, yeah, they want to do business with somebody they feel comfortable with, and they don't always feel comfortable doing business with the owner. Yeah, and and you know what, if they feel comfortable with you and you're being genuine, that benefits you and them. Yeah. So another thing that I did was I had another small stack of cards made up that were like the shape of business business cards. But they were like a dollar off coupon. Mine, mine happened to be fifty dollar off coupon. Nice. And and what it was was it was like a service appreciation thing. And I would hand them out to anybody that I received really good service from. And oh, so okay. if if I went to a restaurant and I got like great service from the bartender, I would pay or my the tab or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would pay my tab um, or pay our check. And, and and maybe then, throw a few extra dollars on it. If oh, it was, if it was good, I always tip well. Yeah. But then I would slide one of those cards in there. And the cards simply said something to the effect of, like, at our company, we value great service and we received great service from you. Thank so you. in exchange for that, here's a $50 off coupon 
for your next plumbing call with Smed- with Smedley Plumbing. And you know what? That doesn't. That's. I've heard about guys doing that before, but that doesn't. I'm gonna lose my train of thought here. <clears throat> the but that makes them th- think they're not shoving a coupon down my throat to get my business because the guy just tipped me really well. And if I don't call him, who cares? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it, that's just like a... It's passive, but it's also with yes. intent because I'm acknowledging yes. I received great service from you. And if you would like to receive great service from your plumber, call us. And it doesn't put pressure on them right? because of the, of the generous tip you left them. Yeah, it's passive. Yeah, very, very passive, which so, is really how you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just passive you know? and direct at the same time. Yes, exactly. So um, in episode one, we talked about setting um, the the million dollar goal, but not for the million dollars, but rather for the person you become along the way. The millionaire mindset. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked about, I don't think we talked about we, it the last episode, right? which is okay. Yep. You know, but that's really what we're, that's part of your success is mm-hmm. developing that millionaire mindset. Yeah. And, and, and all of this stuff kind of, you know, tunes into that. Yeah. The... The, so this, these first few months of your company's existence, um, you're living that example of becoming that millionaire mindset person. Um, a millionaire is efficient, effective, connected, generous, active, and consistent. And so for me, I was behaving. A lot of adjectives. I like it. Yeah. I was behaving like a millionaire long before I became one. I'm still not one yet, but I will be one day. Um, I found I found the easiest way to push through the exhaustion was to have some form of a daily routine. This this won't work for everybody. It worked really well for me. Um, it, and it's not like a process or a procedure, but just more a simple routine that gave me an opportunity to sit down each day and realize the successes of the day and the week and the month. Um, previously, we talked about daily and monthly tracking sheets. Um, and we're going to actually talk more about those in the next episode. But I was plugging in the information those every evening. For me, the evenings, um, they, they were they were my place to go out to work and then come home and kind of like disconnect from the day at work. So I would come home and, and plug in the information of those sheets just before I went to bed. Uh, so you're talking about you came home, you had dinner, you st- relax a little bit and then kind of you plug that information in as a way to disconnect. Yeah. So from and free your mind up to, to finish that day off. Yeah. A lot of people newer into business, they're so anxious or so excited. They can't sleep and because they don't really know what they're doing. They're running dark. And we, we talked about on our previous episode, running a marathon with, without knowing where the finish line is. If you don't have some of this stuff in place, you're so anxious because you don't know what success looks like. And so having those sheets and making sure to plug those sheets in every night and plug the information into them every night allowed me to go to bed with confidence of knowing exactly where I was. And a clear mind. Yeah. Having a clear mind and, you know, this is we're going to talk about that here a a little bit, but those being able to disconnect from work and have – a clear mental picture of the next day without having the previous day drag on you yep. so that you can rest easy that night is huge because if you're not and you're up half the night thinking about 
all that stuff and you're not getting good rest, you're you're not good to anybody mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And you have got to have balance in your life. And yep. and we're going to go into some of that right now, but you know, that's kind of where we're moving. Yep. Yeah, my daily routine was I would typically wake up at 4.30 each day. Now, I'm not saying anybody has to do this. Oh, this let's, is, let's talk about that for just two seconds. I haven't been up before 6.30 in like two years. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's different for everybody. Yes. It's, I'm just going to let you different. know my routine. Yes, and, and don't think, I, I just feel like when sometimes, and I know lots of guys that are like you, they get up early. They're mm-hmm. just early risers, and that's great. Yeah. But don't Marcus, feel like... Marcus, our producer, on the other he's side a night out. of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> he is on the opposite. Yeah. So don't feel like if you don't... I just don't want people to hear 4.30 and think, I can't be successful because I don't do that. No. You, you can make it work. Yeah. You know, when I did... Uh, when I worked for an HVAC company doing new construction every day, it wasn't 4.30, but it was 5.30. Yep. You know, I, I got up at 5.30 every day. And you just... I had to make it work. And, and you can... You can make yourself do certain things for a certain amount of time, but if it's killing you mm-hmm. and you need to adjust your schedule so that you're comfortable, you need to do that. Rest is important. Yes. And Very if you important. need to and look, lots of people will and I'm gonna use your company just as an example. A lot of people are okay with seven o'clock service calls, PM. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you start your day a little later, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm getting There's, ready to hire a guy that's going to start a little later and work a little later. Exactly. So don't feel like when when people say, and a lot of guys do it, If you and Mitch isn't saying this at all, if you don't get up at four, you ain't going to freaking make that's it. That's bull. That's not true. Nope. But for Mitch, getting up at 4.30 and having that routine every day, that's important for his success. Yeah. So And whatever your routine is, you need to stick to it because it's important for your success. Yeah. My, my routine was I would wake up at 4.30 every day. I would head to the gym, and I would work out from 5 to 6. I would come home and spend 30 minutes or so reading or writing. Uh, then I would you know shower, get dressed, and eat breakfast. And, and then I would scan through the service calls that we had on the board that day. And I would also look a couple of days ahead. I wouldn't look too far ahead, but I would look a day or two ahead um, just so that I was aware if I had a larger job coming up. I didn't want to be like that day getting surprised at that larger job. Um, jobs that might need more material that I stocked on the truck and stuff like that. Yeah, you got to plan. You got to have a little time to plan certain things. Yeah. Um, I would arrive at my first service call at 8 to 8.30 in the morning. I would typically run three to four service calls a day. Some days I would run more, some days less. Um, some days I'd work on one job all day long um, or several days for that matter. It just kind of depends. Yeah, if you're doing a service replacement... And and that thing's you know three hundred feet long. Yep, they're all, you know out in the country. Maybe it takes. It's gonna take days. a while. Yeah, but I always followed the same morning routine. That routine gave me a home base. It was a consistent starting point each day, so that no matter how crazy the day was gonna be, I started from the same place every day. Um, as a service plumber, once we get out in the field, our days are wildly unpredictable. So having a consistent morning routine was important. Now for my evening routine. Um, when I got home from work all day, I would always make sure to eat dinner and have meaningful talks with my family, with my kids, and with my wife. Um, this 
this can be easy for new business owners not to make time for their family. It's it's the general aura out there. It's that, an easy oh, scapegoat to say, hey, I'm starting a company. I'm starting a company. I'm busy. I don't have time for family, right? No, I like the whole reason I started my company was so that I would have more and time with gets, my family. And this, this gets back to um, you're not just doing the company to make money. Right. You know, you're doing it to be a pillar in your community. You're doing it to be a, a pillar in your household. In your household. Yeah. You know, and and that's what, you know, Mitch has said a couple times, you know, unsubscribe if you're thinking about doing this for greed or Right. Exactly. Right. He's he's 100% correct. We're try we're not just trying to prepare you for the business, but we're trying to help you if you're going to do a business, you can still be a good family yeah. man or woman or party community or if if you're not married and you don't have any kids and you're a woman and you're out there on your own doing it you can still you can do your business and still call your mom every night and right. say hey love right. you you can still make time for family yeah you can still make time for yeah. friends don't let it overrun your life still do the things that you want to do right that's why you've started your company and, and if you use the company as an excuse not to do that you're going to start an erosion of your relationships that that is not worth the risk to start a company. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I would talk to my kids about the successes of my day or the repairs I made. Um, it's kids always love hearing about what their mom and dads do for, for work. Um, sometimes I would talk to them about the successes of their day. Uh, regardless of which I always made time to talk to them about something. And the same went for my wife. We would always talk. One of the hesitations I had with starting our company or any company for that matter was because of something I noticed early on in my career, and I'm sure everyone else has noticed the same. I noticed that there weren't very many successful business owners that were still happily married. There's a lot of people that had started businesses, they became successful, and now they're divorced. And I was not willing to risk that. I noticed that after years of industry, that years in the industry, that the two did not seem to go hand in hand. And this was a big observation. It, it tells you how big of a toll business can take on a marriage. If you're not prepared, if it you're not can ready be for it, huge. Right. I, I just like you said, I know a lot of guys that. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, we we were in business three years. We got divorced. Why? They, sometimes they don't even have a freaking answer. Right, right. And chances are their business might not be all that successful either. Well, you, you know what? I'd say it's 50-50. Yeah. You know, I know guys that have been super successful, got divorced, kept on rolling. I know guys that whose businesses were shit, got divorced, and still don't have anything. I right. mean, that's, that's worst case scenario. But the problem is they just didn't have any perspective yep. about what they were doing, the toll it was taking, um you know, where they needed to focus their, their time at. Right. You know, and, and when you say routine and I know I'm going back just a little bit here, but routine is huge. So, you know, if, if people that are listening to this have kids, getting them up in the morning at the same time every day, getting them on the bus, mm -hmm. getting them home at the same time, getting them snack at the same time, getting them dinner at the same time, getting them, uh, home their homework done at the same time. If you can't stick to that routine, you notice a huge difference in their performance. Yeah, it's amazing that as we get older, 
guess what? We're still that way. Yeah. We still need those things to be in order. We're wired for order. We are. And yeah. it's and and some people don't realize it till they're older. Some people realize it when they're younger. I need that. Yeah. Routine. So um just like my like my last couple of months have been a little messed up. Right. And so I I had to um start a new routine. And so what I started doing was I got up at this. I started getting up at the same time every day, having coffee. Then I get up, Layla, my daughter, mm-hmm. um, get her on the bus, go inside, work out for an hour, you know, then start doing stuff after that. It made a huge difference in the way I felt. Yeah, my mental fatigue, whether I had it or not, the amount of work I was getting done. You need to have that routine, no matter what you're doing, right? So to like, be successful, like. You know, people would ask, like, why do you get up at 4.30? Well, I get to my first service call at 8 to 8.30, right? So by by the time I get to my first service call, I'm already four hours into the day, and I've already achieved a bunch of shit. And so the day could go south, and I've already done. You've accomplished a, I've already accomplished a lot. Yeah. And so having, for me, that's what set things in motion for me. Yeah. Was no matter what happens with the day, I've already still kind of won even before I even get to my first service. Yeah, call. and we know a guy who lives by me, old man. Yep. Yeah, that's how he is. Yep. You know, he gets up before every day. Yep. And he, you know, he gets started and and gets going. But you know what? It's the same thing. By the time he gets that day rolling, he's already accomplished half of the things he set out to. Yeah. So no matter what the fuck happens, and, he's fine. And and not and some I of said it's it like earlier, a, not everyone's like that. Yeah. But. For me, some of it's a little like personal, like ego spur, right? And, yeah. And not like in a braggy way, but like I know that by eight thirty in the morning, I've accomplished more than a lot of people will all day long. You've and feeling good about what you've done, yeah. is not an ego thing. If you need it, yeah, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. So. And if you need to, if you need those things to be part of your routine, mm-hmm. then do them. If you don't, hey man. No worries. Right. You know? Right. Just, it, 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 if it works for you, like it works for Mitch, then do it. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I noticed later on, so after I made the the uh, recognition that, that a lot of business owners that were successful were no longer happily married, a little while later, I noticed that some of the most successful business owners were still very happily married. Yeah. And so... That makes I am you happily married. Yeah, that makes you recognize that okay, to do it half-assed means failure in a couple of platforms. Yeah, but to do it all the way correctly means success on all aspects of life. And so for me, uh, to to be successful in business but to lose my family relationship would still be a failure, and I wasn't willing to risk that. So. Uh, the only success that I was willing to accept was one that included my family as well. Um, so setting a time, uh, uh, setting aside time for dinner with my family and having meaningful talks with them became a very important part of my, part of my routine. Uh, my routine also consisted of plugging in those daily performance numbers right before I would go to bed. It only took me like five minutes, I mean, but it was a very important five minutes. Um, and it gave you, do you think that it gave you... Um, it, a finality to the day, uh, or, or well, kind of. I mean, think it just it it let you know where the finish line was on that month long marathon. Okay, so it just kind of kept you in check. 
So every night I would open my key performance indicator sheet and I would plug in my number of calls that I ran for the day and the number of sales I made and all of that stuff. And then I would open my monthly tracking sheet and I would plug in all those summaries. And those sheets allowed me to see my performance for the day. And it allowed me to see where we were heading for the month and it allowed me to go to bed with ease that night. And if even if we were behind schedule or behind pace or whatever, at least I knew how far behind yeah, we were. And it sounds to me like it gave you a real sense of, and I'm not trying to be a therapist, but it sounds to me like it gave you a real sense of completion for the day. Hey, this is where we're at. Yeah. I know where I'm going to start tomorrow. So that allow that gives me peace of mind to sleep tonight. Right. Right. You know, some nights I would, some nights I would work late and maybe I had to sacrifice some of those pieces. I never, ever sacrificed family time. So if I had to find time to not do something, it was usually the business numbers over anything else. You know what? And it should be that. Yeah. It should be that. Um, If the work's done and and you can say, hey, I can either do some paperwork or spend some time with my kids. Yep. If you choose paperwork over your kids, you're a freaking dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every once in a while... I would have to come home late enough to like miss dinner, right? But the one nice part about that is if I was coming home that late, chances are the business numbers were pretty good that day. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't make a habit of it, but again, you know, once a our once work was in a kind while, of unpredictable out in the a field. A once in a while thing is a big difference than doing that every night. Making it a habit, right? Yeah. So, and that gets back to routine. Waking up every day, putting in the work every day, and repeating that every day can be depleting unless you have a framework. And so my framework helped like bookend all of that and helped give me a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Yeah. Because it's very easy to get lost in that. You just have to learn how to manage yourself. Um, and so you probably thought, you know, waking up doing work or repeating was going to be more about like the physicality of work. But it's not. It's really more about like managing yourself. And if you have a good framework to manage yourself from, then it helps you remove some of the emotions from work and it allows you just to make really good business decisions and really good work decisions. Um, Without all this info, the level of work that you're putting out can be exhausting. And it's like running a marathon without knowing where the finish line is. So with this info, the excitement that you you're gaining from plugging in the numbers and, and living your routine is enough to give you the energy to carry through to the next following days. Um, to summarize that section, that framework, that framework allows you to separate your emotions from your business. And, and there's no super successful business person out there that allows their emotion emotions to guide their business. So, being able to disconnect your emotions from your business is really key. You don't make good decisions when you're emotional. It may feel good at the time, but disconnecting your emotions from those decisions is is really important. When you're emotional and you make decisions, you usually make the decision that is the quickest. To, yeah. To get it moved behind you. Yeah. And sometimes that's the right decision. But most of the time it's not. Right. And, and, you know, you're upset, you know, you're, and in business you're not usually upset. You're more, you're anxious, you're excited, you're mad, and you make those 
man, I cannot <laughs> speak all of a sudden. This is on Marcus. Um, you can't make those decisions right. because you have, or you make them too quickly to get to get it behind you. Right. You don't you don't pause to think what is the right way to handle this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just your body automatically, and all of us do it. They're just like, I want that behind me. Where yep. I want to move on. I want it behind me. I want to move on. And that's not the right way to take and, things on. And that's especially kinda, in business. And that's kind of why we're talking about it right now is is the ability to so like you're listening to this episode before you're living this episode. And so you're you're hopefully you're gonna be prepared to be in this framework. And when you're prepared for it, it's there's a lot less emotion involved than whenever it's mm. catching you off guard. So when like if you've done all these other steps correctly, your schedule is going to get full pretty quick, and and that's good. But the last thing you want to do is be two months in business and going, oh, I can't keep up, and oh, this is the problem, and like now you hate this monster you created. So and that ha- you know what that happens a lot more than people realize. Yeah, and then they're not prepared to hire someone to help them. But if you've gone through our preparation steps, mm-hmm. you should be in a a position where you can hire someone and go through the emotional um, preparation to handle those things when they do hit you. It can kind of depend. So there was a time before we hired somebody, our schedule was going so nuts. I remember. That we had to carve down. So again, we're service plumbers, right? We go out to people's homes and fix plumbing. Um, And we're in the Kansas City metropolitan area. We had to carve down our service area to like 10 square miles because our service area was, or our, our phone was blowing up so much yeah. that we couldn't keep up. And it just didn't make sense to drive 30 miles to a service call when I could, I, I could, could, could drive sk- right down the road. I could tell them that I'm sorry, I don't have any availability in my schedule and hold that spot for somebody that was four miles away. Yeah. And, and I remember calling you. <clears throat> so Mitch, Mitch started his company and, you know, we had talked a little bit before that, just as mm-hmm. friends. Hey, you know, and and I call. You know, I called him a few times. Hey, man, how's it going? Right. You know, are, are you doing good? What you know, what's going on? He said, I remember one conversation specifically. He's like, dude, we are two and a half weeks out. Yeah. I have another truck. I can't even find someone to hire. He's like, we're having to turn down freaking work. Yeah. Because we, <clears throat> you know what? But he didn't. He didn't allow that, and I'm not kissing his ass. Okay, I've known him for a long time. I don't do that anymore. Right. But, I, I mean, he didn't allow that to break him. Right. You know, he's like, hey, you know, we're going to be okay. We're going to, I'm looking, you know, and I looked out. And I didn't find anybody to help him, and I was. I was yep. asking, you know, and, and he was looking, and finally, you know, he, he found somebody and was able to, you know, open that service area back up. But, you know, he was... He wasn't as prepared for that then as he is now. Yep. You know, but that's another example of why you should maybe listen. Because that's it's, a good a, example of, oh, fuck. It's a good problem to have. Do? It is a good problem to have. But if you listen to this and that happens, you should be a li- just a little more prepared than he was then. Yeah. 
And, and and in all fairness, the the moment where we were two and a half weeks out for a service <clears> call, which which is scary. Some people look at it that was. and they think it's job security. It's it's not a good position no, to be in. No, he was he was worried. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. I've had some humble moments on this show. Yeah. Mitch was worried. Yep. Okay, he was worried and and, and wasn't sure where it was gonna go. It's a great way to ruin your reputation really quick if really you can't quick. get to your customers that need you. And so um what caused that was a lot of our things worked together. And then um, we had a probably like a 30 year record cold snap come in through the area oh, man. that froze and broke a ton of pipes in our area. And yeah, and that really kind of set it over the edge. It and was so brutal <clears throat> on top of like doing really well. And in I was doing HVAC at that time. Yeah. I mean, people were calling me. My furnace isn't keeping up. What do you mean your furnace isn't keeping yeah. up? You have natural gas. What? Yeah. Well, it was literally zero degrees for like two weeks straight. Yeah. And, and now people in the Northeast it, are like, you pussies. Well, and, and but, but the homes here, in the Kansas City area aren't yeah. designed for zero degrees it for two was, weeks straight. It was tough. It yeah. was a tough little break. So, I mean, but it was good though. You know, it's bad on one hand, but it's good on another. Yeah. It's 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 challenges that you have to learn to overcome. And yeah, it gives you it's some an experience. adversity. Yep. So um, that kind of wraps up our little section on wake up doing work and repeating that work. Um, there's two other topics we want to talk about on today's show. And, and these are things that you're going to overcome or going to have to face as you start your business. One of them has to do with business networking groups. And if you're a newer business, especially a service related business, you are going to become swamped with people wanting you to join their networking group. So um, the next topic we're going to talk about after that is about uh, some tips and tricks for how to run your social media. So first off, business networking groups. Like I said, you're if you're about ready to start your business, you are getting ready to become overcome with people wanting you to join their business networking group. And they claim that they're going to help your business grow and you're going to form all these relationships that will last forever but are they right for you? Let's. Can I jump in just for two seconds? Yep. When you say, so a lot of people aren't going to know what a business networking group is. Yeah. Just explain what a business networking group is so, while you're on the topic. Yeah. What a networking group is, is going to be a, a group. They, they have territories. So in your city, they're yes. going to have a territory in your city. Yes. And... They're going to have like they're going to say they have one position open for each yeah. each job or each trade, right? So they're only going to have a spot for one real estate agent. They're only going to have a spot for one plumber. They're only going to have a spot for one mortgage person, one electrician, one whatever. And and the idea is that you get this consortium of businesses that all refer work to each other. Exactly. And so that way when the electrician is in somebody's home and they're talking about, oh, we're thinking about refinancing, he's like, oh, I know a refi guy. And he has a card ready to go. Yeah, I've got a home inspector guy. I've got a plumber for you if you need a plumber. And so it's like this referral network, right? So um, my personal opinion. My personal opinion is I don't like them. I like to refer guys that I know, and yep. I and and I don't know what Mitch is going to say. I mean, we have these papers that just kind of have points on them, but we haven't really talked about this. Mm-hmm. I don't like them, right? Okay, I like to I like to refer people that I know personally. Yep. Okay, and that's just that's just how I am. Yep. And I am not saying that these network groups aren't good and can't help you. Yeah. And and don't do a good job. Yep. 
That's so, just my personal preference. So my personal opinion is that network groups work great for people who are selling smaller quantities of items at much larger values. They're not worth the effort for somebody who sells a high volume of items at a smaller transactional price. So um, these groups can be a job of their own. They require yeah, your they weekly attendance. Yeah, they can be. They and you and you have smaller, to pay in smaller areas. Maybe they're not as bad. Right, but, and we're not in a big market. Right, let's be honest. Right, we are outside of the Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying like I'm not saying you don't go into the bigger areas. Yep, but you know, from being a smaller market, it's it's different for us. Yeah, so. These groups typically require a membership fee. And the moment you become a member, now yep. you're becoming now you're measured on your contribution back to the group. So um, every week they're going to ask you for a report of how many referrals you gave out to the group that week. Um, how many meetings did you attend with members of the group, like lunches or breakfasts? Like you have time for that when right. you're running your own company. Simply put, these groups can be like they could take two to three hours out of your week They're, every week. They could take two hours out of your day. They can. And so these groups seem to be pr- pretty good at providing each member of the group about one to four leads per month. Now, in smaller markets, it's a little different. It might be. But in, in I would say, medium to large markets, it's a lot of handshakes well, so and a lot of... In, in reality, food. though... In a large market, they just plant three groups in that market. So, like, let's say our city only has an area for one group, okay? Well, in a city that's three times the size, they're going to have three groups in that city. And so you're still only going to get the same. small amount of leads. Right. And so um, people who benefit the most from groups like these are going to be real estate agents and mortgage brokers and financial planners because those places succeed off of one to four sales leads per month. If, if a real estate agent can sell one to four homes a month, they are killing it, right? Well, if a plumber only runs one to four calls per month, you're unemployed. So the value of these... <laughs> can I say something? I love that. I, um, I didn't join an actual group. I, I'm going to just give my personal story on this. Yep. I didn't join an actual group, but I was, um, I don't want to give away who this was. Um, I was asked by a real estate agent. Actually, this has happened to me a few times, but one specifically, um, to go. So he is selling homes and he needs an HVAC guy to give bids on replacement, repair, um, what do you think this would be? What do you think that would be? What do you think? And I'm not saying all groups are like this. So I said, yeah, okay. So after about the eighth freaking one where I didn't get a sale, mm-hmm. I realized this guy is using me. He's using you for a number. For a number. Yep. Okay. And and I'm and I it was a humbling moment for me because I was super excited. I was like, I'm getting in here, I'm gonna get some stuff. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want you guys to be screwed over. Yeah. You know, don't go out there and do freaking 
definitely don't pay. Yeah. I didn't pay. You know, they were free estimates anyway. Um, but, you know, I didn't get any sales. Yep. I think I did one. I think I may have done one repair. Um, but, yeah, I had done all these different things. And uh, Marcus is distracting me. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> he's right now. He's crawling around on the floor. He's crawling around on the floor looking for uh Oh, we got a camera getting SD warm. card. Okay, I got you. Uh, I'm sorry, Marcus. I don't mean to. I'm not throwing you under the bus. But, you know, I that was my personal experience with with getting into it it wasn't a sign up group per mm-hmm. se but it was a networking group right you know and i was in there for a little while and that was a bad experience for me yeah. so don't let people take advantage of you by saying hey i'm going to help you i'm going to get you this and and the, now listen the guy didn't say that he just said hey can you give me these they give you that impression and he did that and Yep. You know, and hey, I learned my lesson and now I'm telling everyone else. Yep. So so my experience Be ready. Yeah. My my experience, I joined a networking group and I, I had my suspicions or my questions up front, and so I gave myself six months in the networking group. Now granted I had to pay for a year membership, but oh it's it's water into the like was it's it, it's an it, experience. It wasn't a big it's not money. it's not huge. Um so my personal experience um, was, you know, here I am a service plumber and I need one to four leads per day. Now I'm not expecting the networking group to give me all of those leads. No, but you're expecting, you know, maybe one every two days, but, but I'm new into business and I'm looking at all opportunities that might give me leads. Right. And so, um, this group wasn't a valuable use of my time. Um, uh, I, I was part of a networking group for six months. I tracked my time involved and the leads it generated. The group produced 18 leads over six months. Okay. Okay. I invested over 100 hours of my time to in- attend meetings and lunches with the members of the group over that same six months. It only produced 18 leads. So that was five and a half hours of my time invested Per lead. Brutal. Right. So, and... Can I ask... Because I also track everything else. Will you tell me later who those people were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those leads ended up being some of the most lower paying leads I ran, right? Now, I'm not saying this to like shame the group. I'm just saying for what I was doing, it didn't work for me. Um, Now, you give those same... 18 leads to a real estate agent over six oh, months. Oh shit. It's a, that's a ton. And he might just make a hundred grand in commissions. Yeah. Right. So the groups aren't bad. They just weren't the best for my personal business. So I'm giving you the shortcut version to say that those groups seem to produce one to four leads a month. And if you think that's valuable for you, then you might consider joining one. And I think that the, a lot of those groups are real estate groups. <clears throat> and I don't want Yeah, they, they tend to revolve around the home sale I market. I don't want to paint real estate agents in a bad light, but some, and I, I'm not going to say some, half of those freaking creeps are sleazy salesmen. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And they have created a lot of these groups to try to suck you in and yep. get free information from you to help them make sales. Yeah. So if if you're doing a job, like if whatever business you're looking to start can benefit from the real estate market, you're going to need to learn real quick how to identify the good half of the real estate agents from yes. the bad and, half. And, and I'm not saying, like, I don't want to paint them all in a bad 
the, with they're, a bad brush. But, but but you're pretty accurate that yeah. half of them are sleaze balls. Yeah. Now the other the, the nice part about yeah, it is I the other half are may, really amazing. Yeah, and I may or may not have punched a real estate agent in the face at a bar one time, <laughs> or maybe two. You know, I'm just gonna say that sometimes those guys are really they're pieces of work. Thankfully. Almost every real estate agent I've worked with has been pretty awesome. But again, I have a pretty good bullshit meter too. Yeah, no so shit. I can I can sniff out the bad. Yet ones. I'm still friends with him. Yeah, you know. So, so we'll we'll t- we'll check that meter here in u- another six months. Ultimately, business networking groups didn't work for me because I'm needing like 60 leads per month. Yeah, and it just didn't work. So if if one to four leads a month is desirable to you, then check them out. Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about today is social media. Uh, let's, let's get it. This is an area where 98% of businesses do it wrong. And now I'm not claiming I know the formula to do it right, but I can definitely spot the wrong approach. If you go to any service company's webpage or social media page, you're going to find the most boring social media page you've ever seen. They yeah. just don't get they don't they don't understand why people go to social media i'm gonna tell you right now so when i started i would just post on facebook hey you know i have an hvac company and like my posts my posts were that right like i'm not a i wasn't a salesman when i started and i was just like hey if you if you need service work call me right that's all i put on there and i know looking back now it didn't work dude it was bad it, it worked but it worked uh, like 10% of this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just... And, it, and they were probably people that were going to call you anyway because they were exact, like your uncle. <laughs> yes. They were going to... Yeah, it was people that were like, oh, I didn't realize you did that. Of course right. I'm going to call you. So... You know, and I learned those lessons, those first... That first... Really, that first year or two. Man, I was not... I was not doing it, it right. It can it can be a drain on you. So the the key yeah. to winning on social media and, is and is, let's talk about so so I I went out on my own with no prep and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But Mish stayed with that with his company. I, I stayed for with a some corporate time. companies for well, a while. Well, guess what? That was in this area. That was a huge benefit. Yeah, because he knew and he had had time to develop a strategy that didn't cost him personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was being paid a salary to Exactly. Learn. He didn't care. Yeah. And so, you know, when we talked about those things in the early episodes about that, this is a premium example of, hey, if you are going to stay at your job for a while. This is an area to working, learn in. This isn't one of those areas to, hey, step back and say, hey, you know what? Right. I'm going to be here for a year. I'm going to make my money, but I am really going to suck up all this freaking information that I need. This is that area. Yeah. I wish, I mean, I feel like I've had a lot of humble moments the last <laughs> couple of episodes, but this is one of those examples of take that information in and write it. If you got to write it down, write it freaking Or just down. listen to this episode a couple of times. I've I've re-listened to episodes on stuff that gave me some great nuggets yes. over and over and yes. over. So. But if you're still at work, suck that stuff up. Yeah. And I, I keep pushing this episode longer. <laughs> That's but, all right. I mean, I feel like it's really important. So the, the key thing to remember is like, why do you go to social media? You go to social media because you want to enjoy what you're seeing, right? You don't go to get lectured on how to better care for your hair 
or you don't get you don't go to social media to get reminded to change your furnace filter or to check your water quality. Ultimately, you don't go to social media to be sold something. You don't subscribe or like a business page to be sold their products every time they post on social media. When you log on, you want to you want to be refreshed. You want to take a like a, a disconnect from reality a and enjoy, right? Sometimes. So, why are all these companies doing it so wrong? I don't know. It's you know they, what they don't know either. They don't know either. But it's it's kind of frustrating. So the key to winning on social media is to create posts that people enjoy, and it's that simple. People don't in most of our crafts that we do are incredibly boring. Okay, lawn mowing, boring. They're necessary. Plumbing, boring. HVAC, boring. Electrical, oh, it, oh, boring. It all sucks. <laughs> it. They're all boring, yeah, right? They so, all suck. Um, Videography uh, might actually un- be a little well better. So, although I, when I, I don't know what it is about Marcus, but every time I look back, he's on his phone today. Well, you know why? Because because his job is a little boring. He's right now. he's managing <laughs> things well. So yeah. Um, so the, the key is to make your social media page not boring. And if you're a service provided company, there's a good chance that you, the key to you winning at social media is to never post anything about what you actually do. So like for my page, it's a plumbing company, right? We very rarely ever post anything about plumbing. And, and let me give you an extreme example of this idea. Look at Wendy's, the fast food restaurant. Do you ever see them post a picture of a burger or fries? No. No. I love Wendy's, by the way. What do you see them do? Triple. Mm. They stay incredibly relevant on social media because they are the masters of trolling and roasting every other social <laughs> media page out there. You know what? I wish I, I wish that I had realized it was really great because I love starting shit. Yeah. And that's what trolling is. It's yeah. starting shit. Yeah. The, I mean, to bring this locally, they, they recently just did something where like, you know, comment on our page or whatever, and we'll, you know, see if we can roast you or whatever. <laughs> the the Kansas City Royals. Hey, uh, next time you send that shit to me, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see if we can get them going. We're, we're I'll in, fucking see what we got. We're in Kansas City, right? Love me, KC, KC Royals are really good about winning a World Series about once every 30 years. And so the Royals commented on Wendy's post and said, what do you got for us? And Wendy said something about, ah, I don't know, we're thinking about making people wait every 30 years before they're satisfied. <laughs> and, I mean, they just destroyed them, and, and, and that's what Wendy's is good at. So, um, and, and that's entertaining. Yeah. And, now, li- and, listen, and that's why people go to social media is to be entertained. And listen, Wendy's doesn't need to do it, okay? I mean, in this day and age, they need to do a little bit. You yeah. just kind of have to stay relevant, but they don't have to. It's not driving their business. But right. you know what? For you... It might be driving some serious business. It could, could generate be, 10, 10 if you phone could calls be a month. Entertaining, yeah. yeah. And, so, and if you're a one or two man shop, that little bit of edge yep. that gets you calls, it could be huge. Yeah. So it could so, make or break it, really. As we've done with everything else, I'm going to give you how I did it. Now, again, oh, it's, here we it's go. not for you to copy. More, I mean, more if you want to copy it, bullshit. But uh, <laughs> my, I had, I had five rules for social media. What are they? And and I these have, seem to work really well. I'm out of papers, so yeah. let's see what we got. So, rule number one was absolutely no more than two to three posts per week. I'm not post- posting daily. I'm not 
I would say two. Two would be my max. Just kind of depends. Two would be my max, but I'm just that's my personal preference. But I'm not going to overload okay. people with like forcing it. them to look at my stuff. Okay. Um, rule number two: only post stuff that people will love. If it's not great, do not post it. Now let's talk about that for two seconds because sometimes you're not going to know right what people are going to love. Right. So you might you might think people you have to people are going to love this write up I did yeah. on furnace filters. Yeah, and then you put it on no, there. No, they're not. Like, nah, fuck you, bro. Right. <laughs> you know? So go through social media, find those posts that have tons of shares and tons of likes, and yeah. start doing that stuff. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, it's not anything involved listen, with what you're doing. If you're if if you're a one man shop and you know that you don't have the personality to do stuff like that, maybe ask one of your buddies. You might have to reach out. You may just ask one of your friends. Like yeah. if Mitch ever would have asked, I have a, you know, I don't. <laughs> I, this is gonna sound. I shouldn't have said anything. This is gonna sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I feel like I have a a pretty bright personality. Mm-hmm. And if Mitch ever would have asked me, hey, what do you think about this? I I just have been like, yeah, dude, shoot me straight. Yeah, I would just would have told him. Yeah, you know, or gave him ideas. He now he didn't because he's an ass <laughs> and just did whatever he wanted to do. But you know, sometimes you may have to ask. Yeah, your friends. Hey, what would you do? What do What do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, third rule for me is I rarely ever posted about our craft or our trade. Okay. Okay. Plumbing yeah, like is that. incredibly boring, and nobody goes to social like. Nobody yeah. wakes up going, oh, I'm going to scroll through social media and hope I see some cool <laughs> plumbing posts, right? Yeah. So rule number four, the post must add value. And rule number five. What, whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean by must add value? It, it must be stop scroll worthy. It must, um, it must be slightly memorable. Okay. Not something that they just scroll on past, right? Okay. Uh, and the fifth and final rule is it must make people smile. And I don't care if it's like mean, a half smile. Do you mean feel emotion? I don't know. Any it, emotion. It Smile. Like, like, I know when I'm scrolling through social media, you get to some posts where it kind of makes you breathe out your nose a little bit. Like, hmm, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Right? And you get some posts where you kind of crack a half smile and then you keep scrolling. Those you know, were my, like it had to be one of those two. I'm gonna be honest with you. So when I when I scroll through stuff and I th- I see things, uh, the funny things make me stop and I read them. Mm-hmm. But the sad things make me stop the same. Yeah, they do. They do. You know what I mean. Yep. So don't, don't. So if you have something that is of value, that's sad. But most of the sad ones okay. are like sad happy. Well, you the, know. What? This morning I shared a photo of a, a kid that's got cancer and he's gonna die in a few weeks. And his lifelong wish was to wrestle a professional wrestler. Oh fuck yeah! And <laughs> I, I'm not huge into wrestling, but um, dude, he's a kid. Let him have it. No, yeah. No, no, no. Like I, I, I'm saying that because I can't remember the wrestler's name. Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. Modern guy. Um, Chris Rock. D. Chris Rock. D. The Rock is what I meant. To and, say. Anyway, here he is in a ring. He got his wish. Here he is in a ring, Good for that and he got kid. to punch the wrestler, and the wrestler gets knocked out, and then he gets to lay on the wrestler. Yeah, you know, and then but it, that's a smile, sad moment. But, but it <laughs> summarizes with like his, you know, born date and death date, and the kid ends up dying and in, in, in terminal cancer mm. took him. But you're you're still like sad, happy because he got to live out his yeah. dream. Right he, before, and, you know? and that's what I meant by emotional. If it if it pulls me, yeah, if it pulls me one way or the other. I'll read it. Right. You know what I mean? And, so, and not only will I read it, but if it if it really tugs at me, um, sad-wise or happy, I'll share it. Right. 
You know what I mean? And I, and I don't share a lot of stuff. Yep. I just don't. The So the challenge with these rules is how do you win on social media following these rules, right? Well, you have to find other stuff to post about other than what you do every day. So for, again, how we do it in our business, um, we post about our Family First program, our, our monthly community involvement stuff. Um, and sometimes that's up giving updates on repairs that we've performed over the last month. Sometimes it's letting people know that we have our room in our schedule for a few more service calls for the next family first day. Um, another thing that we do, um, every Wednesday we make a post and, and it's summarized with the caption hashtag wagon Wednesday. Is this the, about the dogs? Yeah. I love the dog one. So I love the furry friends. We, we partnered up with a local dog rescue facility here in our area. And every Wednesday we showcase one of their adoptable dogs on our Facebook page. Yeah. And, and we, I, I used to back when I had more time, and I need to get I need to make time to do this well, again. Let's, hey, whoa, whoa! So we talked about this earlier. You said, "Hey, you know, sometimes I do it, sometimes I do it," and and er, literally in this episode, we talked about routine yep. and making time for what's important. Yep. If you're not gonna do it all out, I'm calling you out. You better <laughs> fucking do it. I I need to get back to do it. I can guarantee it won't happen make for the next Marcus two weeks. Fucking do it. He ain't doing <laughs> shit. What's funny is we've actually talked about him going out and doing some. That videos would be great these. for Marcus. Yeah, but so I used then, to go. I used you know to what? go. He, that we already spoke means, about it, Dave. Hey, and then you don't have to put up with Mitch. You <laughs> can just kind of do your own thing. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you could call me. I don't work for Mitch. Let's just call it. But I would go Marcus if he's going to buy me lunch and be like, "Hey, we're going to look at some dogs." I'd go with him. <laughs> you know. So, so what I did when we first started out is I w- every Saturday these these uh, this rescue facility would meet at a local pet store and and they would have like an adoption a thon or whatever. So I would meet them out there and, and and I would go out there and like take selfies with these dogs and play with them a little bit and then the following Wednesday I would take one of those photos and I would put my logo on it and their logo on yeah. it and hashtag wagon Wednesday and the dog's name on there and I would share it on our Facebook page and I'd write a couple of sentences about you know the height and weight that the dog and the yeah, dog's I've, name I've read a few stuff like actually, that I, I like them. I like seeing them. People, people loved this. This was really cool. So I, I like seeing them. Not only did it bode well for our social media page, but we're batting a pretty damn good average on getting these adopt these dogs adopted within two weeks of showcasing them on our Facebook page. Well, and it helps that you pick the good looking dogs. Yeah, you know you're not yeah. getting the scragglies. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, sometimes you got to pick the right ones. When I say that, I love dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. I freaking love dogs. So. so one other thing that I did for our social media page is, you know, we drive around in plumbing service vans. I went and bought like a tiny little model of a plumbing service van and I stickered it up kind of like our vans. Yeah. And I, I named the van Piper. You I haven't know, seen Piper in a while. We're, we're plumbers. I know it's been a minute. We're plumbers. And so Piper seemed to fit for a name. And then I'll use that. Like I keep it in my truck. And so as I'm driving around through Piper. the various things Piper. that we're getting into throughout Piper. the day. Piper. 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 Okay. I got yeah. it. Okay. And and you just now got that. <laughs> just getting it. I mean, I'm <laughs> slow sometimes, you know? So, um, <clears throat> you know, I might place that little tiny van on a new water heater we installed. And, and I would take a picture of it, and I kind of used that van as a way to kind of showcase some of the stuff that we get into. But it wasn't really showcasing our plumbing. Um, I Again, hashtag type things. 
I would I would use that one under like the the idea of like Piper goes like all the adventures that Piper goes on right yeah and and if we dug a big sewer line or something like that you'd put her on the I'd edge or put something. her on the like put the put the little van on the edge of a dirt clod and take a picture of the big sewer stuff going on in the background it's fun being a kid sometimes and it, and it was a way to kind of a little bit showcase what we did yeah. but the focus was on Piper it wasn't really on the sewer things right so like the uh, the wrong way to do that is like taking a picture of a big pile of dirt in somebody's yard that looks hideous and looks scary and being like, oh, we fix sewers too, right? (laughs) Like nobody wants to see that, but what they do want to see is a little cute van sitting on a dirt clod and oh, look, Piper's digging a big hole, right? So I like it. it. Again, don't showcase your work directly, but find other creative ways to do it. And and we know this works. Um, And I'm not going to say this is the most successful way to do it, but I do know this works because at the time we're filming this show, our Facebook page has about a thousand followers. The companies that I'm competing against in town, um, they've been in business for like 30 years and they have like 5,000 followers, right? I can make a post on social media and within a day, that post has 20 or 30 reactions and about 10 or 12 shares, one of these other companies with 5,000 followers, they'll make a post on their social media. Granted, they're doing it wrong. They'll make a post on their social media, and by the end of the day, it'll have like two likes. And I guarantee you it's like the company owner's mom and his wife that are liking it. <laughs> and, and that one guy yeah. in the office that's trying to suck up. Yeah, and none of the employees. If your right. employees aren't liking your shit, right. they're not happy where they're at. So, Or they're tired of the shit you're posting because they think it's bullshit. Right. Um we post original stuff that makes makes people feel good. That's that's how we handle it. So, yeah. I mean, I, and that's that's a really good. I don't want to say story or example, but that's just if you're going to use social media, that's how you should do it. Yeah, yeah. And don't it, like if you're not going to do it that way, don't do it. Yeah, and you, you know what? If you're not going to do it that way, and you are going to just use it as a as a salesman platform, maybe once a month you do just say. Hey, we're offering this for this month. That's better than just putting a whole bunch of crap on there every week. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Then just that's just that's just beating people to death. If right. you're not going to be creative with it, if you're not good at it, don't do it every day. Do it once a month. Right. Say, "Hey, this month we're offering 5% off." And and leave it at that. Don't yep. just be beating it into people. Social media can be one of those things where it's going to generate a lot of questions. And so yeah. as we get through this next episode, episode nine, we're going to have our email address in there where you can email some of that yeah. stuff. And in. I've, and for those listening, I've been promoting for questions for two episodes. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm letting Mitch have this one. Yeah. But when, when they do start coming in, I mean, I'm going to go through every one. Right. I want to see everyone that comes through. And if I, if we can, I'm gonna answer everyone. Yeah, because I want to. I want to feel what what people are needing. Mm-hmm. I want to know what they need. Yeah. So you know, stay tuned in that next episode because that's where we're gonna release that email address where you can send in some of those questions, and we're more than happy to look at some of those. And if we can offer you some advice on some of your social media concerns or questions, we're we're more than happy to help if if we have some if we feel we can add value in that area. Yeah, so. and have have we given out the website yet? No, no, we're going to do that in the end of episode nine too. We're going to wait. We're going to wait till the question. Yep. and answer. It, okay. It'll all kind of come in that same that same thing. Okay. So, 
Guys, that uh, uh, that pretty much wraps up today's show on waking up, doing work, and repeating that work, and then also business networking Longer groups. episode than we thought, but L- that's okay. Little longer, but again, these core episodes, there's so much value in there. We just got to get it. You just got to get it through yeah. there. Once so. we, well, I think what we're going to do is once it gets over an hour, we're going to make Mitch take his shirt off, and we'll see how much longer it goes It'll drop that. pretty quick after <laughs> that. So... Um, remember, uh, if you're liking what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with anybody else you might think uh, that, that that's considering starting their own company. Yeah, um, it can be pretty mm-hmm. scary to watch some of these um, some of these people try to just wing it on their own, and and they're going to go down the wrong path. So, um, if you know of anybody, or if you see of anybody on social media asking those kind of questions, shoot them a link to the show. Either if they're asking on social media, just drop it in the comments. But uh, um, if you know of anybody personally, shoot them a text or something with a link to the show. That is yeah. the that is the absolute best way to to share this with as many people as possible. So um, remember that we're on Spotify and YouTube and Apple Podcasts and a couple other platforms out there. But uh, can I um, can I thank the people that have watched so far? Yeah, we have had yeah. you know we're, a tremendous you know we're we're a week into this and we're we've doing, we've got some really our, our our shows dropped about a week ago and we've got some really really good stuff going so far yeah, with us so yeah and thank you for watching thank you for listening sharing. on Spotify thank you for sharing it um i didn't think to be honest that uh, we'd have this many views so far so right, right. so thank you and keep sharing keep yeah. watching we keep love you up. guys you know yep and, I mean uh, that's really all we can say. You yeah, know? yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be back soon with a, the episode nine where we're going to wrap things up on yeah. the core adversities getting and the Q and A and getting some guests going. I'm yeah, then, excited then about it. That's when this show starts to get real fun. I love it. All right, thank you guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. Love you.